Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Clinical Scoop. I'm here, Dan Sfer, Chris Sauber, Dr. Al Jazeerly, and today we get special guest, Dr. Srinivasan, rheumatologist. Okay. Uh, I actually met you, doctor. Uh, we were talking, Dr. Al, uh, before we started recording. I actually met Dr. Srinivasan uh, two weeks ago when I was at your at your site monitoring. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, last week, I think we talked about lupus, different autoimmune diseases. Uh, so this week, we wanted to bring on a rheumatologist to talk about different studies that are on clinicaltrials.gov. And I will share my screen so that we can move to clinicaltrials.gov. But, but in the meantime, Dr. Al, can you introduce your colleague to the viewers and listeners out there? Dr. Sandivar uh, is like, it doesn't need introduction. He is well-known uh, rheumatologist in the in Los Angeles area. He's been here for many years. He run uh, about two or three clinics through uh, a complete care uh, centers, healthcare centers. And uh, he works with me in my clinic, actually, once uh, every two weeks to see the patient of mine that needs rheumatology consultation. Uh, he's a great uh, physician and uh, all his patients is very good. He's been involved in research for a long time, even before me. And uh, I talked to him about uh, running clinical trial. He was very encouraged because he stated that he believed in it and he, uh, he has been enrolling a lot of patients in clinical trials overall. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Dr. Srinivasan. Can you uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the research you've done in your career? Dr. Srini. I bet we lost him. I think he... Yes. Oh, there we go. Too, too much traffic. Too much traffic on the 101. <laughs> uh, <laughs> always, always. Dr. Serini, can you give us a background on the, some of the research that you've done uh, during your career? Uh, you know, most of the research I did was part of UCLA at the fellow many years ago. Uh, at that time, I worked on uh, you know, how methotrexate um, dosing in rheumatoid arthritis kind of what doses for wow. appropriate patients, patients and things of the nature. And it was a double-blind study. Presented, I forget exactly where, at some international symposium in San Francisco, I think. Okay. We also, spend, we also prepared the criteria for certain diseases like polymyositis, dermatomyositis, and also for scleroderma, which was very, very, very known those days, um, which we know much more about in these days. Um, also, there is there is some drugs on this. There used to be a drug those days, very similar to plaquenil, except that it was more of an anti-parasitic drug. Not knowing much about the immune system, we used that drug. It's called levamizole. It is still there, but outdated drug, still being used in some pyrometallogies and mostly in Europe. Um, very similar to plaquenil because we don't know how plaquenil works in some of the autoimmune diseases, and even recently. It hit uh, popularity because of the coronavirus, similar to that, the levamazole those days um, for uh, lupus and autoimmune diseases. 
those were some of the few studies along with the, you know, did some studies on some of the antihypertensives and scleroderma, nephritis and hypertension, things of the nature, uh, to name some of the few. And we're going to look, thank you for, yeah, so we're going to, last week we talked about lupus. Chris, uh, I mean, I think we're all interested in rheumatoid arthritis. Like, we see the studies, we see, how many studies do we see, Chris, on a regular basis, rheumatoid arthritis? I know lately we've been seeing more, no? Yeah, a few more, yes. Um, over Let's the last see. few months, probably two or three. Two, okay. You know, there is, uh, just to give you an input, there is, you know, with the way medicine has developed in the last 10, 15 years, we, there has been tremendous progress in understanding various cytokines and things of that nature. So there are so many drugs now coming out, you know, very, very typical, targeted therapy for lupus, scleroderma, also for the psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, uh, and some of the vasculitic, vasculitic-related syndromes. Um, it just is amazing to see how many of them are coming out. Yeah, all this due to the fact that, you know, we know what tumor necrosis factor is these days, what interleukins are, and, you know, the interleukin has taken a huge uh, explosion, you know, interleukin 1, interleukin 6, interleukin 13, 17, 23, 27. Anyway, there is so many studies that are uh, bursting out. So we have a huge practice. We have a lot of lupus patients. Uh, like Gassan was saying before, we, you know, I go to about six clinics we have in LA. We have a total of 10 clinics. Mm. And each and every clinic is, you know, I mean, we have a huge population. We are booked up for three months. Um, a lot of patients waiting. So, yeah, we have a huge uh, patient base. We love to get involved in some of the studies. And also, not only the studies, as they come up with more of the biologics, um, some of the studies which will become popular pretty soon is to see as these drugs are working, also a lot of patients are becoming kind of, you know, showing some side effects to some of them. So see, um, you know, is there any autoantibody directed against some of these uh, cytokines and things of the nature? These are new areas. So, you know, I have a lot of interest in it to see, maybe you guys can look to see what kind of studies out there, what is available, and we have a huge patient population. We're going to do exactly that. What what uh what cities in LA are your clinics in? Pasadena, uh, Hollywood, Monterey Park, Cesar Chavez, Southgate, Huntington Park. Um, those are the few clinics. Very good. And a lot of minority area. communities. A lot of minority well, communities, which is correct. good. Most, mostly correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we do on this show is we bring experts on like yourself, like Dr. Al, and we talk about, we pick a specific condition. Like today, I guess we'll do rheumatoid arthritis. Um, We pick a specific condition and we look at some studies that are currently recruiting or not yet recruiting. Can you guys see my screen, everybody? Uh, Yep. Okay, so I'm sharing Mm -hmm. my screen here. For those on the podcast, you might want to watch the video on the YouTube, uh, but we'll uh, we'll try to talk through it so that you don't have to watch. Uh, but basically, we're on clinicaltrials.gov. I put rheumatoid arthritis. I put United States not yet recruiting or currently recruiting. And then uh, I should put uh, industry sponsored. So funder type, and then you do industry sponsored, and you apply. And maybe that will change my results a little bit. Let's see. You lost half of them. 
<laughs> yeah, you lost that one. <laughs> Good. I lost the first one I was going to click on. But sometimes they are universities also, even on the industry-sponsored. So first one we're going to look at, ACTH gel therapy and rheumatoid arthritis. And here's why we look at these things. We look at these things because we we imagine that there are clinicians listening or watching that are curious, okay, what's new in research right now for certain therapeutic conditions? And we try to hit a lot of them. We've done Alzheimer's, we've done lupus, we've done schizophrenia, we've done, I can't remember, we've been doing this for a while now. Uh, today we're doing rheumatoid arthritis and we not just look at the science, but we look at this, myself and Chris particularly, and Dr. Al, uh, we look at it from the perspective of if you have a research clinic, would this be a good study, for example, uh, to bring no. to your uh, site? No, not and a good this study. One, no, this one, no, because it's 20 participants. But let's yeah. let's see if doctor, uh, if either Dr. Uh, Srini or Dr. Al know about this particular compound. So this is ACTH gel. Are you guys familiar with this? Yes. Yeah, you get your answer then. Is this already on the market? Um, you know, that's a good question. My feeling is that I, it probably just came into the market. Okay. Just... So how, in 2010, uh, the FDA retained RA as a disease approved for ACTH gel use. Okay. So I guess this is a phase. What phase is this? Probably it's, four. It sounds like a phase four, right? but yeah. Uh, so there's some context is it, there. Is, it, is this the same one I'm trying to see, remember? Uh, what is the um, trade, um, trade name for that? ACTH gel. Uh, yeah, ACTAR Act 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 gel. ACTAR, correct. Yeah, A-C-T-H-A-R, right? That's right. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. This looks correct, like yeah. a... Uh... Just marketing, I think. Yeah, I think it's post-marketing. I agree with, uh, with the curse, yeah. Yeah, it's so this mainly, one... In, it's, it's mainly used, uh, you know, the indication for that is mainly if somebody, if, R, if a RA patient has an acute flare, an exacerbation, so it is used in short intervals to get over the crisis. In other words, you know, patient is doing well and suddenly there's a flare. Just to, the breakthrough flares, <coughs> they've been trying the ACTA to see. It looks like there are some good results on that. Okay, so let's go to the next one. And we'll do, and when you guys are looking at clinicaltrials.gov on your own, as you should, everybody who's looking for studies needs to be on this website. Uh, you, you're going to come across more studies that are not appropriate for your site than are, like that one as an example. That's only been at, currently being done at University of Pittsburgh. Uh, this next one, this is an educational intervention to improve patient-physician awareness of cardiovascular risk. So that doesn't sound interesting right now. Let's continue. Randomized double-blind vehicle-controlled repeat dose comparative study in RA patients managed with DM with, what is this? A DMARD? DMARDs. DMARDs? DMARDs, yeah. Let's look at that. Repeat dose comparative study in RA patients managed with DMARDs. Uh, so what is this? Can you guys explain in English what is this? DMARD stands for disease modifying remitting agents. Basically, they, they you know they control arthritis. It's, uh, um, you know, like, just like the name says, D stands for disease modifying. Uh -huh. 
So would prednisone be a DMARD? Yes. Would methotrexate be a DMARD? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ah, okay. This study also not interesting, only 16 participants. So basically this is done for at one, uh, one site and that's it. And the site, if you're curious, is uh, actually USC. There, Dr. <laughs> Freeney, you might know this guy, Michael Selstead, Dr. MD. If not, we have his phone number, you can call him. Oh, um, I need to appreciate that, lots of calls. <laughs> we'll give him a text or an email. Uh, we have a good uh, email contact here. Uh, I, I think uh, USC is, 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 uh, is a big center and they're gonna close it soon, the study. They only want 16 patients, they can get it back. I in, think so, in, in the, yeah. Here's one with Bristol Myers Squibb, but there's no, this is just a registry study. So yeah. probably not good. Here's one with Cerilumab, uh, observational study on Cerilumab exposed pregnancies. So no, I don't know about that one. Uh, here's one, methotrexate. This is being done at a lot of sites. Uh, study of ATI 450 plus methotrexate First, methotrexate alone in patients with moderate to severe RA. I think this is appropriate. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like there's more. 25 participants. See, all these rheumatoid arthritis are small studies. Uh, what are they looking at? They're looking at phase two randomized investigator and patient blind, sponsors unblinded, parallel grouped, safety tolerability, PK of, uh, uh, and pharmacodynamics of ATI 450 plus methotrexate versus methotrexate alone. So ATI 450, have you guys heard of this? It's new, so let's see. Let's go down a little bit. Uh... This is a, a Claris Therapeutics. It's an MK2 pathway inhibitor. This is what a Claris Therapeutics is doing right now. They're in a phase two. It's the furthest they are with this particular uh, MK2 pathway inhibitor. That's what this is. Uh, Dr. Serini, what's your experience with MK2 uh, pathway inhibitors? Not much. Um, I think I think it's more in your field, right? Um, if I'm not mistaken, type of anti multiple myeloma. It's anti-inflammatory. Uh huh. Uh, map, no. I think Cerulemab, uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. There is a guy we can contact. There's actually being done at uh, many sites, but they only want, I think this must be a typo here at 25 because they have one, two, three, four, five, five sites. So maybe each site's supposed to enroll five patients. I don't know, but uh, this could be, if you were a, site you know this marco cardillo guy would be a good contact uh looks like inclusion adult onset rheumatoid arthritis das 28 crp greater than or equal to 3.2 moderately to severe active ra um, exclusion patient has a current acute or chronic immunoinflammatory disease other than ra um, blood pressure level greater than 140. I might not pass this one. Uh, over 140 for systolic blood pressure. Uh, supine position for five minutes rest. Currently receiving corticosteroids at greater than 10 milligrams a day, like prednisone or equivalent, would be excluded. This would be hard to enroll, no? 
If somebody no, no, there are faces, here, are no, we, have, we have we have faces like that, yeah. Wow, with we severe have, RA. Uh, uh, that's we, that's crazy. We have a large population of those kind of patients. Okay. Okay. Most people most is people are uh, aren't on prednisone, Dan. Oh, okay. Is it, is it uh, what is Celgene? Is it same as this? Which one? Celgene. Uh, Cell gene. Uh, is like the JAK2 inhibitor. I think this is a different pathway, Dr. Serini. Oh, okay, that's what I want to find. Okay. This would be a good study yeah. for you, Dr. Serini. I mean, this um, they haven't started recruiting yet. Yeah, no, we have that kind of patient. That would be a good one. Uh -huh. Let's look at the um, aclaristx.com. Oh, I guess this is the website. So, yeah, they have, uh, in addition to rheumatoid arthritis, they have COVID, CAPS, cryoprion associated periodic syndrome. Never heard of it. But, uh, <laughs> those, are, those are unusual. Yeah. yeah, inflammatory bowel disease, inflammatory bowel disease. Okay, IBD, atopic dermatitis. So this is a would be a good study to, or a good sponsor to network with. Uh, and see, the thing I love about these small sponsors is you get the contact of like the key decision maker here. So let's copy and paste for I'm future. I'm going to email it right now. Uh, for future contact, yes. You, you could give a demonstration on how to email somebody. Oh, that would be boring for to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but we could later. Uh, so that one's interesting. That's a good example of even if you don't get that study, maybe they already have too many sites. It's a phase two. If it goes to phase three, you want to be on this guy's. Uh, and look, I'll actually, I will show you this part because I'm not going to show you how to email somebody, but I will go to LinkedIn and show you that I bet you he's on there. Just bear with me here because I, this is how we can network. And so my point is, this is a good study to get to know this guy because it could move on to a phase three. Yeah, see, I think that's the guy, certified research associate. Um, so I think that's him. I think he's involved with this small drug company. Yeah, see, Aclaris Therapeutics, found him. Boom, gonna connect. I'm gonna email him this video later. And uh -huh. uh, yeah, that's a good guy to get to know. So, Dr. Al, we got to be on top of that one. Uh, yeah, we we love you, Dr. Al. Huh? I just said he's going to love you, Dr. Al. I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good connection. Oh, but absolutely. A lot of, yeah, multi-specialty multi -specialty, uh, that company that can do for rheumatoid arthritis, which we have enough patients can do yeah. for COVID and for... Uh, uh, dermatology, IBD. Uh, IBD, a lot of things. So I think it's a, it's a good company to connect with. Yeah, a lot of people Who ask me and Chris, you know, a lot of people ask me and Chris, even today in the Site Owner Academy, we had somebody ask, how do you, how do we get more studies? They ask us this, this every day. So we just showed you exactly how, you know, pick a therapeutic condition, go on but clinical trials, research them when you never heard of the company. It's a small company. They list the freaking CRA on the clinicaltrials.gov. They're that small. Okay, so uh, he's a clinical trial manager 
uh, <laughs> oncology. Bless so you. he's been, he's been a uh, bless you. So I found a new one, a new study that we could look at, but that's how you do business development. Okay. Here I have a big study guys. This is big. 1300 patients, uh, not yet recruiting. Eli Lilly is the sponsor. Drug is Barik, Barikit. I don't know how to pronounce these drug names. Barikitinib. Phase four. Barisitinib. Barisitinib. Let's see. Yeah, how do you spell it? B A R I C I T I N I B. Sold under the Olumant. brand name Olu Olumiant. Olumiant. Medicitinib-resistant-to-me-inhibitor-to-me-inhibitor-to-me-inhibitor-to-me-inhibitor-to-me-inhibitor-to-me-inhibitor-to-me-inhibitor-to-me-inhibitor-to-me-inhibitor
Participants must have at least one of the following characteristics, documented evidence of a VTE prior to the study, at least 60 years of age. That explains all the Arizona sites and the Florida sites. Uh, a body mass index greater than 30. Um, greater than, that's unusual. Yeah, or they could be age 50 to less than 60 and a BMI uh, 25 to less than 30. So it's a pretty good... Uh, uh, participants must have an inadequate response or intolerance to at least one disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. So that's DMARD, synthetic or biologic. And then exclusion, participant must not have prior use of a JAK inhibitor or have received more than one prior TNF inhibitor uh, that was documented for IR, lack or, lack or loss of efficacy. So it's pretty simple, actually. N must not have more than one VTE must not have cancer, must not have active herpes, uh, tuberculosis, any serious illness. Yeah, so like this that a good study. I like that last one. I don't think I've ever seen that as part of exclusion criteria. IV drug use. Yeah. That's kind of unusual. Or other illicit drug abuse. Yeah, or <laughs> chronic alcohol. But, but yeah. specifically IV drug use, they, they, they itemize. It's just kind of odd. Yeah, I wonder why. There's got to be uh, a reason for this. But look at all these sites doing this. So they get Kentucky. So this would be good. Like, we can network. I just picked one at random. But if we spend enough time looking at these names, maybe I'm already connected with somebody on LinkedIn uh, that's doing this study, and then that makes it even easier. But if not, we can talk to strangers and get to know them. Uh what are your guys' thoughts on this? Dr. Al, you said you already like this study. You want this study. I think this study would be very, very good for my my clinic here. Again. It's a jack inhibitor. Uh, so it would be a good one for us also. Okay. So that, write that one down, Chris. Or it's documented that we'll come back to this one. Uh, we might have Julie work some Zymewire magic on that one. <laughs> uh, let's look at one more let's look at one more I'm trying to find one. Oh, here's one with like more than 16 sites so let's see safety and tolerability of PF so I think this is Pfizer PF068 some drug by Pfizer in subjects with seropositive systemic lupus or rheumatoid arthritis interesting <laughs> let's look at this one uh, recruiting Yes. Phase one single and multiple dose escalation study to evaluate the safety tolerability of PF. This has got to be it, Pfizer. It's, fa it's phase one, and it's a tough study because it started in 2017. Yeah, and it is Pfizer. It's Pfizer is the sponsor. And they only want 112. 112. 112 but that's a lot for a phase one, 112. But it's three years old, so. Yeah, let's I'm look at this. Uh, sure it's got to be difficult. Look at all still open also. That's interesting. Yeah, look, they have cohort one, cohort two, cohort three, cohort four. They have like nine, eight, and then they have another six 16. cohorts. So fourteen co uh um, <laughs> This yeah. is looks complicated. You guys want to do this one? Nah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Well, fair it's enough. It's much complicated, you know. It's, uh, 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 this kind of study is like 
really need uh, and, and look at the centers that's participant. Most probably it's big universities. Nineteen. So Pinnacle Research Group, Wallace Rheumatic Study Center, Beverly Hills. Maybe you guys know mm -hmm. them. Alman and Pinnacle. Oh, okay, Cedars. Mm -hmm. uh, UCSD. See? Uh, they have Park Cell. Oh, Park Cell owns a site, Chris. Here's an, here's an example of a CRO that owns a site. Interesting. It's happening, guys. Uh, yep. So, yeah, it looks like a mix of, like, hospitals and uh, Phase 1 units. But like Dr. Al said, this would be complicated for a regular site unless you're an inpatient site. Look at all these primary outcomes, eligibility, uh, patients with rheumatoid arthritis, uh, patients or with lupus, active central nervous system manifestations, active uh, lupus nephritis. These are all the exclusions. Treatment with B cell depleting agents within 52 weeks. So this is a looks like complicated study. But yeah, and see, you would you could still network with these guys if you wanted to. But you'd have to Google somebody like the clinic's name and then contact them somehow or go on LinkedIn and find somebody. Let's try this avail clinical research. Let's go on uh, LinkedIn and see who's there. Samantha Watts is a process improvement leader here. She looks friendly enough. So we'll connect with her. Okay. And let's see let's see if there's one more where were we way down here let's look at some oh here's one with 70 sites here's another one with pfizer and combination of comparative study of pfizer drug and humera in combination with methotrexane and participants with active rheumatoid arthritis it looks like 80 sites or more this is a phase 420 patients uh, phase three, comparing the uh, switching between the investigational product and Humira in combination with methotrexate in participants with moderately to severe acute rheumatoid arthritis. Let's Google what this investigational product is. Yeah, you know that we have we have we have a lot of patients on that for this this particular study. Adalimumab. Adalimu, Adalimumab. Adalimumab. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it takes me back to clinicaltrials.gov. Uh, what is the Adalimumab, Dr. Srini? Humira. 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 Oh, okay. So, so Humira with methotrexate? Yeah, but that's the, that's the popular combination these days. We have a lot of patients on that. Interesting. Oh, so that's Humera. Basically, they're testing that, I guess, the generic versus the Humera to see if the combination with methotrexate because mm -hmm. they're switching between the investigation product and Humera. Yeah. Look, so, you know, quite a few of the studies you're bringing up here, yeah, we have a lot of patient population. Ours is one of the largest in Southern California patient population-wise. Well, there you go, guys. We're going to send this to Pfizer and then give you guys the Dr. Al and Dr. Srini's phone numbers. Um, let's see in California who's doing. Oh, this is being done all over the world. You've got Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Texas, West Virginia, Bosnia, uh, 
Bulgaria, Czech. Let's see if California, Lithuania, Poland, no. Russian Federation, Serbia, South Africa, Ukraine. But they do have a few U.S. sites, but they're all in Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Texas, West Virginia. So Maybe we can add one in the West Coast. All of them. Okay. Uh, Maybe. Let's connect with somebody from Graves Gilbert Clinic. It seems small enough. Graves Gilbert Clinic. This is the CEO. How about that? We'll connect with him. Hey, I think I met this guy before. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, I didn't. Um, I can't connect with him. Oh, yeah, I can. Let's connect. So let's see if they accept me. I could always message them too. That's the trick to using LinkedIn. So that's like an example, guys, of the how, how to look. In this case, we did rheumatoid arthritis. You know, how to look for studies. Uh, Ideally, you want to be with your PI, like we were with Dr. Al and Dr. Srini. So when I don't understand something, I ask them. Uh, but then we understand the business aspects too, the phases. So ideally, if you're somebody, if you're a doctor, uh, I think you can learn the business part pretty easy. If you're not a doctor, I don't think you can learn the medicine <laughs> pretty easy. So you need a doctor. Um, but basically, you saw how we do it. This is... Dr. Al wants two of those studies, I think. So we'll try to get it. Dr. Srini wants two of those studies as well. And Chris, maybe we'll get some of these. Huh? What do you think? Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, it would be good for some of our clinics as well. So we'll get to work. We'll send this video out to those people that we were talking about and uh, try to avoid any lawsuits. <laughs> Always a good idea. <laughs> But thank you guys. I appreciate it. I mean, we got to do more of this. Like we got to pick different disease indications all across rheumatology. So maybe next week or the week after Dr. Srini, you come back and we'll pick another therapeutic condition and we'll do the same thing to see what studies are out there, what we can get, and just give an example to all the people watching and listening of how we do it and also maybe help ourselves in the process as well. Definitely. Yeah. Very, inf very informative. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Dr. Al Jazairi. Thank you, Dr. Srinivasan. Uh, Chris Sauber and Monica. We'll see you next time, Monica. All right. Okay, guys. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a good evening, everybody. Bye.